You are listening to the West Kentucky Sports Network podcast series with your host, Tom Ward. Head coach for the Crittenden County Rockets boys basketball team in studio with me here this afternoon and uh, introducing my man, Matt Fralix. Matt, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, it's uh, awesome to be in Crittenden County. Uh, enjoy this community. You know, I grew up in Fredonia, just 10 minutes down the road. Uh, played at Caldwell County, so I've always been familiar with, with Marion and Crittenden County. And, you know, just now to be a part of it in the Rocket Basketball Program, it's a tremendous blessing. Uh, I want to take a moment to say thank you to all the people that have reached out on social media or text messages and sent out positive words and encouragement and congratulations. Um, I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to getting to meet the guys and then getting ready to get to work. Well, I'll tell you, we had uh, one comment yesterday when we put it on the uh, uh, the River Country page. Uh, they kind of caught my eye, and I got I got kind of tickled at it. It's like we hit a home run here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just I'm just an, an average guy, you know. I'm just a guy who who knows basketball, grew up around basketball, um, and I'm just a, I'm a blessed guy to be able to say that I'm the head coach here at Crittenden County. I don't know about. About a home run just yet, but uh, it's going to be a work in progress. But the kids are going to have to get to know me. I'm going to have to get to understand, you know, their what kind of systems that they fit best in. Um, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a real exciting time, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, you know, of course, um, every program, you know, they're going to have up years. They're going to have down years, uh, things like that. I mean, and you're going to have uh, times where, you know, you rebuild, and I, I think, you know, from looking at, you know, the last couple of years, Crittenden County is in one of those stages where they're really rebuilding. But the um, it seems to me that the program's coming along because they're doing it right. They're building it from the bottom up. And um, so I, the question that I'll ask you about that is how involved with, say, the middle school program and the little league programs are you, Matt Fralix, as the head basketball coach for the high school, how involved are you going to be with those uh, lower-level programs and working with those kids to get them to come up through there? Well, I mean, uh, when you say it's a rebuilding, you know, in a way it might be true just because you've lost a player like Preston Morganson, you know, who was a big points guy for you. You had a big guy in Case Gobin. Then you had a couple other players, you know, like Seth Guess and – and, you know, and Zach counts that those were all the seniors on last year's team. And, you know, and, and I scouted them being the, the assistant coach at Caldwell last year. So being able to look at what, who we've got coming back, you know, led by Travis Champion, you know, it's kind of hard to say that it's a it's a rebuild when you got a player like Travis Champion who, in my opinion, is one of the best players in the entire second region. Um, he just happens to play in the same district as the juggernaut that is Lyon County with – the three that the three-headed monster that they have over right. there basically um you know and they're an, they're an anomaly the, a team like that does not come along very often in a small no. community uh but you know props to them i'm not taking any credit away from line county they do an awesome job over there but we've got an incredible group of guys that are coming back and i think that travis uh champion is really the one that kind of leads the way and then you've got you know bryson walker who got time in as a freshman last year uh, you got a couple of other guys that can definitely, you know, Braden Poindexter was a freshman last year, you know, and I coached against the JV team, and I remember thinking in the back of my head that this group of ballplayers is going to be pretty good. They are going to be a good group of ballplayers as they continue to progress in high school and as they get older. 
Uh, but when it comes to the middle school and the little league programs, you know, I want to be as involved as I can. I want to make sure that Youth Incorporated, or not just you know, Youth, I, I call it Youth Incorporated, but it's it's, it's Little League. Yeah. Um, the Little League program and the middle school program is doing a whole lot of, of fundamental stuff. They are teaching the game and helping kids to be able to understand the game so that they can read what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I took away from when in my youth is that we had coaches who poured into us fundamentals. They poured into us understanding the game, being able to read situations, look at defenses. Okay, they're in a 2-3 zone, so what do we need to do? Well, you need to have an, even an odd guard front, a 1-3-1 one, one or something like that. You know, you have to be able to come up with counters. And that was one of the things that, you know, I t- uh, have within my philosophy is that being able to have a successful <coughs> program – means that you have to build it from the ground up. You have to get involved with your youth programs. You have to be involved in your middle school. So that way the transitions for them are easier as they get older. Uh, You know, I'm in the process right now of of preparing to build a house Mm -hmm. in Fredonia. And I can't build a house if I start with the trusses. Uh, oh, exactly. Exactly. You can make a real pretty roof. You can have a really nice one. <laughs> uh, it can keep you dry, and you know everything like that. But you can't really even have a successful, a real, a good, ha- not nice house if you just build the ground level. Which you could say maybe the middle school program, if that's the only thing you focus on. You know, you got your ground level. Well, it's nice, but you know, you don't have a foundation for it to sit on. Right. So when you get to that youth, that youth program, the little league program, and those kids. That's where that foundation comes in. It's kind of like digging that footer and laying a foundation of the house. Where is it going? What's it going to stand on? Mm-hmm. And so making sure that uh, our Little League program here at Crittenden understands that the, the emphasis is not about winning or losing right now. It's are the kids getting better? Are they improving? And are we having as many kids as possible trying to improve? You know, because as the high school coach, in a small community, and of course, I grew up in Caldwell County, so I understand sharing kids, kids playing multiple uh, multiple sports. I'd love to have a gym full of kids when tryouts start, and then whenever the football players are done, hopefully after a long postseason run, and then they get in the gym, you have a gym full of kids mm-hmm. when they get older. I'd love to see that, and so I want to be as involved as I can in the youth programs and in the middle school programs. I mean, you know, and that was, uh, you know, we, we mentioned Lyon County there a few minutes ago. And one of the buzzwords that uh, that I always use, Lyon County, they don't rebuild, they reload. And that is key, I think, to any high school program. Now, you mentioned fundamentals and something that as a, uh, as a sports writer, as a guy who, who sees – junior pro games, little league games, things like this, uh, AAU. There is a small little window here where kids lost a lot with fundamentals due to COVID Mm -hmm. because they didn't play. And, I mean, you're seeing middle school kids now, sixth, seventh graders, that don't really know how to even dribble a basketball. Right. And unfortunately, this is the, these are the fundamentals that you're talking about. You know, they've got to be able to handle the ball. They've got to be able to pass the ball. They've got to be able to shoot the ball. Because you can't do one and expect to be you – can't, you, you can't handle the ball great. You can handle the ball great as long as you keep it away from the other team and you beat them two to nothing. Right. But the thing is they have to be able to shoot. They have to be able to hit free throws. And I know – I know from watching you at Caldwell um, that, you know, you have worked with some of these kids 
on free throws, things like that, you know, things that are going to help them to improve. Now, also, now this is not your first uh, our head uh, coaching job. Uh, the, your first uh, your first gig, you was at Todd, Todd Central. Todd Central, I was the girls coach. Now, a question that, that came to me earlier this afternoon, and I'm going to ask you this question, and, and the person that a- told me to ask this, uh, they don't know who it is, but um, what do you think that you maybe gleaned from the head coaching job at Todd Central that is going to help you here at Crittenden County? What was the, what's the main things that you pulled from that, from that experience? Well, you know, one of the biggest things that I was able to pull from being the head coach was, you know, I spent that year as the head coach, and it was a lot of it was trying to figure out, you know, how to handle everything. Uh, one of the things that I realized pretty quickly was that a head coach cannot be as successful as he wishes to be if he doesn't have good good assistants that are with him. Um, if the assistants aren't bought in with him, then it can be torn apart. Mm-hmm. And I had some situations where I would want to do one thing. I would say, okay, I have this situation. I need this group of players in there. I see this. We've worked on this in practice. But then it would be questioned. Why did I make that decision? Why did I do this? You know, and it. so that, that's one of the things is just making sure that you have a good group of people that are around you that when they see something that they don't necessarily agree with, they have the freedom to talk about it but it's not going behind you to try and get it to go in a different direction. Right. Um, You know, and I've already put a couple of feelers out about some possible assistant coaches to come and join the staff. Uh, And I've already talked about uh, with a couple of people about who would make a good middle school coach because we have a middle school coaching vacancy right now. So definitely making sure that we're getting good quality people that align themselves with with the vision and the mission that we have and what we want to instill for our program and what we want our players to be able to take from the program. Because for me, it's not just all about basketball. Um, Yes, I want to be able to teach the game. I want to be able – and that's one of the things about me is that as a former player and a a Division I player, I'm able to see things. I'm able to look at little things and point out something and say, hey, if you try it this way, you might be able to get a little bit higher percentage shot. Or if you go this way, it might be a little bit better. Um, so making sure that you just, you got good people around you. Um, that's one of the biggest things. And I've already had a few people reach out and talk about how they'd be interested in helping me out in any way that they could, Mm -hmm. which is something that is just invaluable. When you've got people that are, that are already wanting you to have success and are wanting to help you out in any way that they can. It's one of the things that makes Crittenden County as special as it is, is that it's a group of people that are all there for each other and that want each other to succeed. And it's, um, it's also great to have a school system where you see everyone in the community and everyone within the school system support the athletics programs, no matter which uniform they put on, whether it's a volleyball uniform, a football uniform, a soccer, baseball, basketball, softball, whatever it is, people in the community are there cheering them on. And so... Making sure, that's one of the things that I want to make sure that, you know, I want the community to be able to to know that we want you there, we want you to support us, and we want you to be able to, and we want our players to support their cl- their classmates in mm-hmm. other ways as well. Now, one thing that, um, that I have noticed around the area, 
and uh, you know, of course, we don't want to step on anybody's toes or anything like that. Um, is a lot of times, you know, parents have sometimes have a hard time understanding the role of the coach versus the role of the parent. And um, and I've, I've touched on this in other interviews. I've touched on this um, even in an article. Kind of made some people mad, but, you know, I'm, I've got to say this. You know, the school system has entrusted you, Matt Fralix, to be the head basketball coach. Um, you know, they uh, they have seen something in you that they know is going to be very valuable to this program. Now, parents have a job. Cheer their kids on, not coach the team. And that's something that, you know, I hope that uh, that the parents will understand this year. I mean, no, not all parents are going to like everything that you do. But the thing is, there are things that you see at practices, at workouts, that the parents don't always see. Anything that you want to address on on that, I mean, as far as that goes. I mean, like I said, we're not trying to step on anybody's toes. Right, right, right absolutely not. Um, and, of course, being the new guy, you definitely don't want to step on anybody's toes. But uh, No, you know, but that's my job. <laughs> but one of the things, you know, is, is, is just uh, a sense of just a little bit of patience and grace. As the boys get to know me, this is their third coach in three years. Mm-hmm. You know, they've gone from, from Coach Hodge to Coach Pig and now to me. So if they're a senior, you know, their sophomore, junior, senior years were made up of three different guys. Right. Um, so. And if they were a freshman, they had the COVID year. Exactly. So, I mean, it's been a rough, you know, little four-year stretch. So I would appreciate, you know, just, just the, a sense of grace and, and, and patience as we the boys continue to get to know me and I continue to get to know understand their strengths and weaknesses. That's what I'm really looking forward to about the summertime is putting them through workouts, putting them through hopefully getting some games scheduled to where we can I can see them in, in games and see them what they're doing and see how they're responding to certain things, uh, what's working with them, what's not working with them. And that's what we really want to use this summer for is really trying to understand these guys in the best way that we can so that when December 1st rolls around and we go to Livingston, we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I'd like to get a couple of scrimmages in in the preseason before that, mm-hmm. but – you know, we start the season off, and I got the schedule today uh, from um, Coach Qualls, and it's Livingston. It's a district game, first game of the season, mm-hmm. and it's right on, out of the, bo- it's, right it's out on of the, the road. It's, yeah. And I believe it's at Livingston, So, and that is a tough place to win. It doesn't matter what team they put on the floor. Um, you could have – they could have five guys that have blindfolds on, and they are still going to give you everything that they got. That's just one thing about Livingston. But it's oh, – that's, that's the whole fifth district. Oh, Always has been. I mean, you know, we was talking about this before we come on. Even when Caldwell was in the uh, in the fifth district, I mean, this was a district that was just competitive, very competitive. I mean, they were going to beat the socks off of each other all year long, and uh, you know, you like seeing that, right? And it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you had last if it was last district game of the season. It didn't matter if you were an offer. And you and the, and the team that you were getting ready to play, or you were getting ready, you were the the number one seed and hadn't lost, and you were getting ready to team play a team that had lost every game. You were going to get their best, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what I want from our boys as well. Is like every night we're going to go out and we're going to do everything that we can to compete. 
um, you know, one of part of my philosophy is I got it from Roy Williams at, at North Carolina. It was it's play hard, play smart, but play together. There you go. So it's do everything that you. And of course, playing uh, playing hard is you know with everything that you've got. If you have to come out and take a rest, come out and take a rest. Communicate with the coaches. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Playing smart is you know doing it the right way, the way that we've we've tried to get it within our system to get you to run stuff and do it do it smart. Don't make any silly decisions. Don't do something that you're not that's not going to help us win. But then playing together is doing everything that you can and doing it with a unity to where you can look your teammates in the eye at the end of the night, whether it's a win or a loss, and it's, I did everything I could not to let you down. I did everything I could. You know, there was nothing else I could have done. You know, and for me, I understand that as, as long as the coaches, the players, the parents, and the community are all bought in and involved and they're, they're, they're wanting the same things, we're not going to have any problems being successful. Um, but one thing about me is that you're not going to hear me talk about about wins. I'm, that's just that's not what one of my main things. Obviously, you know, I, I coach because I want to win. Mm-hmm. I want to win championships. I want to see our boys climbing the net in the All A region or the district tournaments or even the region tournaments. And then you know, if God willing, a, a state tournament. Mm-hmm. I would love to see our boys climbing the ladders and cutting the net down. I'd love to see more <coughs> boys basketball trophies added to the trophy case. But for me, winning isn't isn't the point. You know, it's wanting to win, not giving up, doing everything that you can. And then that's not just necessarily a skill and a lesson that they can learn within the 84 feet of a, of a basketball court. It's something that they can take and apply outside as well and doing everything that you can to be <coughs> as successful as possible and always striving to and in, in, in persisting and enduring. And that's one of the things about this community and one of the things that drew me to it when I saw that this this job became available, was that it's a group of people that that's the way that they are. They are persistent. They endure, and they are continuing to always try and do better every single day. Right, and I mean, of course, um, here you know there are some there's some pretty good rivalries here with Crittenden County. I mean, you know, of course, um, Caldwell, Lyon, Livingston, Trigg County has uh, has turned out to be a pretty good rivalry, um, and I mean, you know, Trigg County, uh, you can't take anything away from them because uh, while you might sneak up on them one game, they're going to sneak up on you the next. I mean, that's just the way they are. They are, and, and Coach Burgett has, has uh, hit the sun. <laughs> yeah. Coach Burgett 2.0, I guess. He's he's done a great job of picking up where his dad left off mm-hmm. and then kind of making it his own. Yep. He's kind of put his own little twist on it in a way. And, of course, I knew – I knew Chad Burgett even when I was in high school because he was at Hopkins Central for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, so I knew him back then, and I knew how, how he coached and his system that he ran. And then when I saw it the first time that we played Trigg County when, last season when I was at Caldwell, I saw glimpses and, and, of stuff of the same types of things, but his own little flair to it. Mm-hmm. And so he's done a great job with that program and building it up. Um, you know, they got us in the district tournament this year. <laughs> Uh, so I know our boys are probably still feeling a little sour about that one. So we're definitely looking forward to that matchup. And like I said, we open up the season with Livingston. So we're wanting to start off 1-0 in the district and 1-0 in the season. Uh, that's what we would love to do. We'd love to, to make sure that we don't uh, fool around with anybody. And everybody's going after Lyon County. Yep. You know, and, and the thing is, uh, they're not unbeatable. Right. They have three great players. But, you know, it's you catch them. We catch them on a night where, you know, we're hitting and we're scoring well. Travis has a good night, you know, maybe even 
uh, Bryson. That's Travis Champion, not Travis. Yeah, Travis you Champion. Hope, you got to hope Travis Perry is having a bad night. Well, it's, you know, you, you got Travis Champion. I think you stand a chance of winning any time he steps on the floor. When he's on the floor, I think you, you automatically can say, we got a shot at winning this game mm-hmm. because of him. And then you've got that supporting cast around him. And hopefully we can pick up a few of these football players that maybe haven't played in a couple of years, maybe since middle school that have expressed interest in in possibly coming out, you know, and then kind of just filling in those little pieces to kind of go around him so that he doesn't necessarily have to carry the load all on his own. Right. Um, I understand what that's like. My senior season, you know, it was a lot of people were, let's, you know, Matt's going to give you 30 to 35 every night, but what's everybody else going to do, you know? And I was blessed and fortunate to have a group of guys around me where especially a classmate of mine, Coley Rogers, who's another Fredonia boy, I could put up 35, and Coley could put up 30 easily. So, you know, mm-hmm. he I had a, a, a basically a, a, a second act right there. You had somebody else that you had to watch out for, and then you had a kid named Jake Pepper who was a year younger than us who could put, in, put up 20. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just the kind of – I think I kind of see similarities from my senior season when we went 23-4 and four to what I see – coming back for our Rockets this season. Um, you know, you've got your Travis Champion, and you've got this supporting cast around him that I think with development over the summer and then get a few more games underneath their belt, it's going to be exciting. You know, it's and unfortunately, I only get one year with Travis Champion, yeah. and I'm going to do everything I can to help build him into a better player and prepare him hopefully for the next step if that's what he wants to do, and I'm sure it is. But, you know, we are thinking – what what about this younger group that's coming in? You know, right. and it's a good group, you know. And, and but we're gonna. And I know that Travis is gonna be the kind of kid that's gonna lead by example. He's gonna be in the gym doing what he needs to do, yep. working hard. He's gonna be a quiet leader. That's one thing that I have learned about him. He's not gonna be that that vocal. No, he's outspoken. He's not. He's not Preston Morgison. I mean, not. he's not. He's not gonna get out there and jaw the whole game. What he's quietly gonna do is dump about thirty thirty five points on you. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and you're going to be like, anybody get the number of that bus? <laughs> and then, and he's a good defender. That's something that a lot of people kind of take away from it. They say, oh, he's just an offensive threat. No, he is a really good defender, and yep. he has a high basketball IQ. So it really makes me excited to get to work with him this year and see how he leads. You know, with this being his senior year, I look for him to kind of step out a little bit and, and kind of take, take more of a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Um and that's something that he and I are going to talk about. But obviously, you know, you've got a young group of kids that are around him. And, of course, it's not just him. You know, you've got Jackson Hatfield and you've got Turner Sharp, who are also juniors, um, and then Gabriel Keller, that he was a junior last year. So all you've got several guys right there that are all going to be seniors coming in that have, a, have experience playing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be exciting, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting in the gym with them. Now, if um... – if I may, you know, because um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are familiar with you. Um, one of the accomplishments you had in high school is you are Caldwell's County's all-time leading scorer. Um, you had a heck of a career down there. Um, and who did you have as a coach there? And do you take anything away from what you learned from him to use in your program? Well, the big thing with me, yes, I I ended my career at Caldwell County with 2,941 points. Um, Just so close to that. So so close to the 3,000. But, you know, I attribute that entirely 
to the group of guys that I was around, um, my, not only the kids that were the same age as me, kids that were a year or two younger than me, and kids that were older than me. I had kids that were just a, just great to play alongside. Um, now, my eighth grade, I started as an eighth grader, and then my eighth grade and freshman year, I played for a man named Greg McQuarrie, who actually, after leaving Caldwell County, went to Boone County and had a lot of success there. Uh, Coach McQuarrie was an incredible basketball mind. He could see things. He could draw up a play just out of nothing. He would call a timeout, and he would say, okay, guys, look, here's what we're going to do. And then he would draw something up, and then it would work. And after a game, of course, I've always been a student of the game. I've always watched basketball. And, of course, having an older cousin like Michael who played (laughs) at Western Kentucky, you know, I've always been someone who's asked questions and wanted to know as much as I could about the game because I knew at a young age that I wanted to be a coach. And so I'd ask Coach McQuarrie after games and say, you know, that's not in our playbook. How did you come up with that? You know, and then he would explain to me, you know, oh, well, I know that this, I had this, knew this kid had a tendency to play, to overplay the, the, the past, so I knew we needed to backdoor him. I'm just going, okay, wow. So, you know, it was just stuff like that that I picked up from Coach McQuarrie. And then when it came to Michael, who coached me from my sophomore to my senior year, Michael had a, a passion for the game. Now, did my, does Michael understand X's and O's? Absolutely. He's played for some incredible coaches, uh, played against some high and high levels. But Michael had a passion for the game of basketball. And I guess you could say that's kind of synonymous with the last name that we have. You know, it's yeah. people hear our last name and they automatically think basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that's probably the biggest thing because Michael – didn't really have to do a whole lot. Yeah, he taught us some sets and some different plays and stuff like that. But he, when it came to teaching us and, and things like that, he didn't really have to do much because we had so much as a, as youth put into us that where we could take a concept that he wanted to do and then we would run with it. Right. Now, if he wanted to make tweaks here and there, he would see the little things, and that's kind of the way that I am. I'll say, like, okay, if you try it this way, you're going to get the shot off that much quicker. Mm-hmm. Or if you see the guy go underneath the screen, pull, take a step back, shoot the three. Or if you see that the guy's already jumping out to hedge a screen, I'm just using this as a ball screen example. Yeah. The guy's hedging the screen, boom. You're, screen, you're the screener, cut. Yeah. You're going to be wide open. So, you know, it's just little stuff like that that sometimes people, it, they might not realize that's what's happening, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just those kind of things. So Michael had a passion for the game, and he still does. Uh, whenever he and I get together for holidays and stuff, like that's what we talk about is basketball. And it's just we, we, we reminisce about the, the times that he was coaching us and then just times that I remember him playing. And so that's something that the, the community is going to see out of me is going to be a passion for the, the game. Uh, I don't, I'm a coach that I don't have a seat. You know, some coaches have a, a chair open for them just in case they want to <laughs> sit down. That's not me. I don't have a seat open. If I need a seat, it's because something happened. Yeah. But it's it's because I just have such a passion for it, and it's, it's because I want our boys to be as successful as possible that I'm just going to be up and moving and going and, and, and constantly just, you know, showing that energy and kind of leading by example and just saying, let's, let's be passionate about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Because part of the culture that I want to input is made up of five words, and those five words are integrity, unity, passion, diligence and appreciation i love it so those are the five things that the five little parts of our culture that i'm going to implement here you know for me if you can do things with integrity which is the right things and even when no one's watching 
you still do the right things. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what you're shooting for. Uh, unity, obviously, doing it all together. You know, yes, Travis could have 40, but, you know, what, you know, the, what did the other, the other team may have scored 60. You know, there was never a game in my high school career where I outscored the other team. Right. And I always made sure to, to give credit. And when somebody would ask me, like, in a post-game interview or something, you know, like, hey, you, you know, you just dropped 50. How does it feel? And I'm like, well, the other team scored 60. So <laughs> I, my teammates picked up the slack, you mm-hmm. know. So now, and, and I'm not saying Travis isn't that kind of guy. He is. Right. He's the kind of guy that's going to give credit where credit's due, and he's going to do what he needs to do to help us win. But, um, you know, so you doing things together, passion, you know, going all in, all heart, all day, every day, even on the days that we're tired, even when we have to play a back-to-back night. Because I, if I memory serves me correctly, I do think there's a night where we do play. I think we might play in the All-A against Lion, and then the next night we go to Christian Fellowship. Yeah. If, if my memory serves me correctly. Again, I just got the schedule today, and so I haven't logged it all in my brain yet. But uh, So doing things with passion, and, that's, and, and then doing things diligently which is, you know, just going everything uh, 100% effort, just being diligent about it, never giving up, always striving to get to get better. And then uh, appreciation, it's having an attitude of gratitude. One thing that, um, you know, I've noticed in, uh, in high school basketball is you'll hear a lot of, uh, a lot of coaches, you know, um, uh, they're hollering, you know, get back, get back, get back, you know, um, hustle, block out, block out. You know, you hear this at these games, you know, and that's something that, um, I wonder is if it's just, uh, the lack of training in earlier years where, um, they don't understand that concept. Um, and like I said, I, I attribute a lot of this to, you know, these couple of years that we had with COVID, uh, that some of these kids that are just now starting to creep into the high school and the middle school, um, where they're having, you know, they're still having to learn this a little bit. Um, but how important, and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention one word, how important is hustle to you? And if you see a kid that's just going to kind of drag along, how, how often is that kid going to play? Well, you know, that's definitely something that needs to be communicated up front with, with your your expectations when you meet with your kids. Um, that's definitely something that I'm going to do once uh, we've gone through the tryout process and we've figured out exactly these are the kids that are going to be our, our 23, 24 Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be part of the communication in which and it, it also goes with that culture. You've got to make sure that you're building that culture and that that's what the kids understand. That's the expectation. That's what they've got to do in order to play. And if they want to play, that's what they have to do, and so you have to be consistent with it. Um, you know, I've I've been a player on a team where expectations didn't apply to all; it mm-hmm. only applied to some, and that is where that division starts to happen. And you start to say, "Well, you know, well that guy's man has scored on him three times in a row," but my guy took a shot that was off balance. I had great defense. He hit it. I get taken out and you jaw at me because he scored a basket. You know, the, there was inconsistencies and a lot. Yeah. I didn't really see that in high school. It wasn't until I got to college mm-hmm. where I started to see a little bit of inconsistencies when it came to certain players were allowed to get away with certain things. Others weren't. Um, 
And where and, and speak of college, where did you go to college at? Well, I went to Murray State right out of high school. Played for Billy Kennedy there mm-hmm. uh, for the first uh, couple of years. Uh, and just uh, you know, growing up uh, in a small community, small town, um, being at church every Sunday, there were just things that. Uh, values and things that just I didn't they didn't line up. Uh, it was never really any kind of a bad bad blood between me and anybody. There was just values and things that just didn't really line up. So I ended up transferring to to mid, the Mid Continent, which is now closed, but it was in Mayfield, Kentucky, and I played for Winston Bennett there. And it was that was a really good move for me, not just because of the values that Mid Continent instills into the people that are there. But because of how Winston Bennett handled things, mm-hmm. uh, Winston Bennett was a former Louisville male star, mm-hmm. Mr. Basketball, Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. played at Kentucky, went to the NBA. So, you know, he's played basketball at the highest levels, you know, and he was in the NBA at the time of Jordan. Right. So, you know, he played against the, the, the best player to ever play the game. And I know some people like to debate that LeBron's the best. <laughs> There's no debate. <laughs> you know, I, I often argue you're just going to surpass Kobe. I mean, when you, well, you know, as a teacher, when I see kids ball up a piece of paper and shoot it into the trash can, they don't say Jordan. They don't say LeBron. They go, Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> you know, so and I think a little bit of that also goes to the fact that he passed away. And so his legacy is kind of – but I think those are the top three for sure if you want to talk about just certain things like that. But – Of course, then you have the old folks who say, you know uh, – Bill Russell, Larry Bill Bird, Russell, Magic Chamberlain. Johnson, Wilt Chamberlain, you know, <laughs> Jerry West. But, I mean – and so I ended up going and playing for Winston Bennett. And, you know, he was one – a guy that knew that I had a passion for coaching knew that I that my playing career was probably not going to last after college due to knee injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just one of the things that he just kind of was paved the way and said, okay, I know this is what you want to do. Here's how you can do it. Here's how I go about it. And Winston Bennett was a guy that also did not have a chair. He didn't sit down. Right. And he would be shouting at us and hollering at us during games. Um, but that didn't mean that he hadn't – taught us it hadn't it wasn't part of his expectations um it was just his coaching style uh so you know I know you kind of mentioned like you know is that the lack of teaching in some situations yes I think it is I think there are some kids that just don't have some of the foundations mm-hmm. um we dealt with it this this past season with a kid that we played that played for Caldwell that had not played since junior pro mm-hmm. and so he came out this year he hit a growth spurt he come out this year we had a lot of catching up to do. So, you know, you would hear us on the bench a lot of times saying, get back, box out, rebound, make contact, shoot that, you know, finish. You know, you would hear us saying a lot of things, but that was because that that foundation hadn't been set for him. And I think sometimes that that's just the way that it is. Kids either haven't gotten game experience or they haven't been playing. So you'll see where there's more vocalization from a coaching staff um, but with kids who have had a whole lot of experience, there it may not be directed at them. And I think that's something that sometimes parents need to understand, that they may hear a coach shouting, box out, but their child actually was. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they're getting on to your child. It may be that we've got this kid who hasn't played as much, right. doesn't have as much game experience, and so we're just reinforcing that, okay, this is what you need to do. Um, but I, And, again, I've also seen coaches who I know for a fact – 
have taught skills and I know for a fact have done drills over and over and over and have, have set expectations for their kids and they still scream and holler during the games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think it's just the coaching style of so- certain people. Uh, and sometimes I think it kind of falls in some between. Some of them just like to yell. <laughs> exactly. Some love to hear the sound of their own voice. Um, you know, it's I'm not one of those people. So, you know, I'm probably not going to listen back to this podcast just because I don't like to hear the sound of my own voice. I absolutely hate it. But it's that I, I do have one of those kind of in-between coaching styles where the fans are going to hear me directing things, calling plays out. Um reminding things you know like box out or like if it's a free throw like okay and of course now that we have the free throw change the rule the rule change where it's five fouls in the in a quarter and then you get two automatically so there's no more one and one okay so i was i, I hadn't really i looked at the rule but mm-hmm. i hadn't really sat down and, and broke it apart because right. as you can probably imagine i have been tunnel visioned on baseball and softball oh, yeah. and spring sports but, you know, of course, now we're getting ready to head to fall and, and winter sports, you know, mm-hmm. again, even though even though we're here, you know, on the precipice of June, basketball starts soon. I mean, you know. Right. I mean, it's championships are not won from November to March. Mm-mm. You don't win a championship in the season. You win a championship from April to October. Mm-hmm. Of course, now I think now high school basketball has the season, had, the starting date has been pushed back to December. I mean, I can remember starting before oh. Thanksgiving. Let me tell you something. Whenever I was in high school, basketball started the first week of November. So, I mean, that's it's it's been pushed back so far now. It's you can say that champions aren't won from December to March, but and then uh, so championships are won in the offseason, and it's what you put in. Now, obviously, we're a small community. We have to share kids, and, of course, that's where a conversation between coaches has to be vital. I've already been in contact with Gage Courtney, um, and I know I knew Gage growing up. He and I played high school basketball against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never played football against him, but <laughs> I did play basketball against him, and he and I have already been in contact about, okay, hey, what days are you going? He's already shared with me his football calendar for June to where I can then make decisions, okay, I want to go on these days for basketball. Right. Um, so – and he's completely on board with that. He's, I said, and I, already, I shot him a text message this morning and said, hey, is it all right? Are, would it be okay with you? I've been looking at your schedule if I went on these days at this time. He said, absolutely, go for it. So, you know, when you have uh, coaches that are all together saying these are our kids, it's not these are the football kids, these are the basketball kids, right. these are the baseball kids. You know, it's definitely these are the Crittenden County Rockets. Right, exactly. And, I mean, um, uh, that's that's going to be something that's huge. And, I mean, of course, uh, Gage, like yourself, uh, is one of the young coaches in this area. I mean, and you look around this area now, there are a lot of very young, also one- and two-, three-year coaches in this whole second region. And, I mean... It's been a while since anybody's called me young, so I appreciate that. I'll be 35 in a couple of weeks, so. You're, 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 you're still young, young man. Trust me. <laughs> I was say, it's been a while since anybody's called me a young guy, so that's, that's, I appreciate that. But, um, of course, now, I mean, i tell you something I'd like to see. You know, I'd like to see you bring Hop Central in here, and at halftime, you and Michael play one-on-one, and you just beat the brakes <laughs> off of him. I don't know about that. It's... <laughs> You know, and I and I hope Michael hears this because no, I know he'll get a good laugh out of it. Michael and I, 
and that's how people have always gone back with us. Like, who's the better one? Which one is the better player? Um, Fralix. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have so much appreciation for Michael because Michael gave me something to shoot for. And that right there is the reason why I say that Michael is the better player. Because without Michael setting that example and saying, you know, hey, a little kid from Fredonia can do this. Mm-hmm. You can set, up, set foot on a ball court and you can beat anybody. And you can make it look easy. And you can be successful and go to college and play ball. So because Michael set that foundation and he said, this is what you can do, that's why I say he's the better of the two. Now, that doesn't mean that if we did play one-on-one that I wouldn't give him my all, but you wouldn't see – it wouldn't be very pretty because both of us are, you know, our knees are, are pretty bad yeah, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, actually, actually, but that's when you find out, actually, both of you are pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be something along the lines of – probably a shootout if we were going to do one-on-one we would just stand in one spot and just whoever could make the most shots <laughs> you know um uh, like i said uh, you know knowing knowing you and seeing you you know at caldwell and uh and and what you know you accomplished as an as an assistant there and working with the jv kids and i mean of course i know exactly the, the kid that you were talking about there a few minutes ago and what a special kid I mean, he really, you kind of seen the first year he was trying to knock that rust off and he was trying to, you know, he was trying to learn. Right. And then when the district tournament rolled around and we were right there at the end of the season, I mean, he was rolling. He was, he had really kind of finally figured out how to use his body, how to get up and down the floor. Of course, the thing about that kid is that he had grown several inches, so he was still trying to figure it out. Uh, I I can remember a game, one of the last games of the season, we played Livingston at Caldwell. And he had two incredible dunks in that game. And we'd been trying to get him all year to dunk the ball. We're like, dude, you're right there. Just do it. Yeah. And then he finally did it. And Throw then he, it down. And he looked at, he, he kind of came to me after the game and he was like, that was fun. <laughs> and I go, I know, man. Yeah, look at the pop that you got. <laughs> so, you know, and that's one of the things about me as a coach is that I love to build relationships with the kids. Mm-hmm. And they're going to know that somebody loves them when they leave the gym every day because I'm going to tell them that I love them. Mm-hmm. Now, it's up to them whether or not they hear it. These are teenage boys. Yeah. They might be like, oh, I don't want anybody telling me that they love me. I'm not too cool <laughs> for that. But they're going to know that somebody loves them. They're going to know that somebody wants the best for them, and they're going to know that somebody cares about them. And, th- and I, that's going to be me, and I'm going to make sure that any, uh, any assistant coach that I bring on is going to have the same mentality. Mm-hmm. And I want that to be the same mindset from – the little league all the way up to to the high school is that it's it's not I don't love you because you can give me 30 points. I don't love you because you can give me 15 rebounds. I don't love you because you can I can put you on the best offensive player on the other team and stop them. Mm-hmm. It's I love you because God has put you in my path. He's put you in this program and as a man of faith, I know I'm going to have to answer and give an account one day for what did I do with the gifts that God gave me. Right. Um, he's going he's gonna to say, you know, I gave you these kids and this kid, and I gave you the gift of basketball, so how did you use it to build my kingdom? And that's what I'm going to do is, is just pour God into these young men. Now, I'm not going to, to force it on them, right. but I am going to show them that a life with Jesus is one of the most joyful lives that you can live. And that is just, that's my whole mindset. That's my whole mindset into everything. And it goes even into towards my marriage with my own, with my own two kids. You know, it's, am I going to make mistakes? 
Sure. Will I sometimes make a bad call that might cost us a game? It might. But that doesn't mean, or, you know, or a kid may miss a shot to win the game, you know, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to still love that kid. I'm still going to put my arm around him. Or a kid may try to stop somebody on, on defense, but that kid just makes a shot and we lose the game. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm done with you. I'm going to go get somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to put my arm around you. We're in this together. We're going to get through this. And that's when we talked about with that, that period of grace and patience is that I want to be able to do that. I want to be given the time to be able to build those relationships with these kids because I'm here for the long haul. Um, I know some people are probably making assumptions like, you know, oh, he's here just for a little while, and then when that Caldwell job comes open again, he's going to get it. I'm not doing that. It's I want to be here for the long haul, and I want to be here to build the on the success that is Crittenden County basketball because there have been so many great coaches that have come before me. One that I can think of is, you know, Jimmy Croft. Mm-hmm. You know, I I played when Jimmy Croft was coaching, played against Peyton. And, you know, Coach Croft is one of the is, is a top-notch guy. Mm-hmm. And there was no doubt he had a passion for the game, but there was also no doubt that he loved his guys. Uh, you know, and then you had Rob Towery who followed him, you know, and I was I knew Rob Towery from, because of the Caldwell County connection. And, of course, then, you know, I graduated high school and I kind of lost contact as to who was coaching during that time. I believe it was Coach Hodge. I believe he took over not long after I left high school. And Coach Hodge is one of my favorite people right now. He has – Coach Hodge has been on me for two years mm-hmm. to try and come to Crittenden County. And um, last year, we uh, it just didn't work out, and I ended up at Caldwell. And I'm very thankful that I did just because I was able just to be able to say, okay, well, I've been there. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. It was a great experience, but it didn't work out. But now I am exactly where God wants me to be. Exactly. And I mean, one of the things that, that, that I have said this week um, about you – and uh, from what I've seen of you is that, you know, I know you're going to be good to the kids here. And it's, you know, uh, not only as a, um, as a coach, as a teacher, as a human being. I mean, you know, um, and, and, and I'll say this, folks, it's just as easy for him to turn left out of his driveway as it is for him to turn right. <laughs> and probably a lot closer. <laughs> Well, it's actually the other way around. If I went right, I'd actually go towards Caldwell. If I go left. That's what I'm saying. It's easier for you to make it left and oh, yeah. come on up here. That's whoever whoever lined that out, that drive from Fredonia to, to Princeton, I don't think they measured it out right. There's no way that's 13 miles. We all, we joked about that this week is that there's no way. that Because it, it's a long 13 miles. I'm going to tell you something. I have come down through there sometimes. I swear there's 75 miles to Princeton. And so... <laughs> It's, but um, I'm very, I'm just, I'm very thankful for this opportunity, and I'm going to do everything I can to, to continue the rich history and tradition that we have here. Um, obviously, I want to win championships. I want to, to beat teams in the region and compete for a region title. You know, you know, kudos to the to the girls basketball team this past year, making it to the region finals yeah. against a very good Henderson County team. And they beat some good teams along the way to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Taylor Guest had an incredible career, and she was kind of the leader of that group. You know, Coach Hodge has had a – Chen Hodge, she's, had, she's done a great job in her tenure as the head coach for the girls here. And I look forward to getting to work alongside her and learn some things from her as well. Um, uh, what, a, what an example as yeah. to what a coach should be. Yeah. And, um, you know, how – um, the behind the scenes things that she does with the girls, you know, 
um, teaching them to be better women, better human beings. And I mean, you know, you, you talked about, you know, God gave you a talent and being able to pass along to these kids. If you can make a difference in one kid's life, Mm -hmm. sometimes that was your job, Mm -hmm. you know, but teaching them to be a better human being, to leave the world better than they found it, right? or to be a citizen who goes out and makes a difference in the world. Right. That's what I want to do. I want to make them... Obviously, I want them to become better basketball players while they're within my program. But by the time they leave the program, I want them to be equipped to be better husbands, better fathers, sons, brothers, nephews, you know, cousins, you know, whatever it might be. And as well as just members of the community, whatever community God puts them in, whether it's they get to remain in Crittenden County or whether they're called somewhere else. You know, I mean, I was called somewhere else after I got married. I spent a few years in Tennessee. Mm And teaching there, um, never co- never coached down there, but I did teach there. But, you know, it was wherever God calls you, serve him wherever he is. Right. Um, so, you know, that's definitely one of the things that I Grow want. Grow where the, you're planted. Exactly. I want them to be able to to know that, that coach prepared me for life. You know, they're obviously, they're going to be pitfalls. They're going to make mistakes. And I'm a, that's one of the things about basketball is that it's, it allows you to have a short memory. You learn from it and you move on. You, right. get, you know, you can't just stay in it because if on a basketball court, if you make a mistake and you just kind of put your head down and you're done, you don't want to kind of get back, you know, then it leads to another mistake and then it leads to another. Body language. So, oh, oh I, you know, I've seen it. You know, like kid miss a shot and it's just like. <laughs> I know that's that's something that I'm also big at is like, you know, making sure that you don't react in a way that, you know, and obviously these are teenage boys. They have hormones and they have things that are just rushing through their heads. And, of course, and they have examples that are put before them in in the college game and in the NBA where they just see these guys act out, mm-hmm. you know, when they, they don't get a call or if they make a shot or if they miss a shot. And, of course, it's – that was never the way that I played. Mm-hmm. I just, you know – I. When I got to college, I would make a three on somebody or whatever, and they would say, you know, like, Matt, you need to make sure that you let him know that you just made a three. And I would say – he knows I made it. He saw it go in. I don't have to showboat. I don't have to, to do all this stuff. Right. Exactly. Let's go play D. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you do see that. Right. Um, you know, um, and uh, showboating, it, it ain't going to do much. I mean, you know, it, it don't do much for – no. It, so a lot of times it really don't do much for the coach's demeanor on either side. Right. Cuz you know, sometimes it's really going to make that other coach mad. Right. And they're going to do something that right. is that it's just all going to snowball. <laughs> right. And that's that's kind of one of those things about the the pillars of the culture of the program I want to build is kind of comes with that integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's do we want Come on back, bud. You can come on in here. <laughs> oh, hey, Aiden. That's my son Aiden. He came in here with us. Um you know, that integrity, doing the right thing even when no one's watching like, you know, okay, yeah, close proximity of people can could you mouth in his ear and let him know something and could you say something and get away with it sure but do you no we're gonna have the integrity to do it the right way and we're going to oh (laughs) i got both my kids in here now so we're just we're gonna make sure that we're doing things the right way now obviously if you're having a passion for the game 
that, that's going to come across as well, but we don't want it to come across as a way that seems to be showboating. Exactly. exactly. It's, we just want to have a good time. We want to win. We want to, to have fun while we're playing and doing it. Uh, we want to play, like I said, play hard. We want to play smart, but we want to do it together. And that's one of the things that you want it to be kind of a family atmosphere. Because these boys are on this group of boys will only be together for one year. Mm-hmm. After this year, some leave, and it's a whole new group. Yep. And it's kind of like as a teacher, you you know, you spend an entire year building this family atmosphere. But then as a teacher, you let all 20 of them go. Mm-hmm. And then you got to do it again the next year. Of course, now if you can build that family atmosphere and that, that culture, you let a few of them go to graduation. And then because these older ones have been in the culture, they're able to grow in it even more and then pass it down to the ones that are coming in. Right. And I mean, you know, of course, you know, we've mentioned, you know, your name. And what is synonymous with that name? You know, people, when they hear the name Fralix, they think basketball. And that is a good thing, and that is something that um, luckily we'll, we'll have the pleasure of seeing here now at Crittenden County. And, I mean, you know, like I said, you're a homeboy. I mean, I you're am. From, you're I from am. Fredonia, you know. I am. I mean, that's, that's... that's not even Caldwell County, is it? That's... It's literally on the, almost on, it's on the border. I mean, the city limits of Fredonia are on the border of Crittenden County. So, I mean, it's, and there were years when I was growing up where people would say, you know, hey, won't you just come on to Crittenden County? (laughs) Come to school here, you know, come play here. It's closer. Mm. Um, But, you know, that was also at a time where kids went to school in whatever county they were in, you know, and even the early 2000s stuff, you just didn't hear about kids transferring schools and going to different schools like you do now. It's almost a common thing. And again, I attest a lot of that to the transfer portal. That's what these kids see. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, well, that that guy wasn't happy uh, in one year. Look at these kids at Kentucky. Okay, he was there for his freshman year. He didn't get to play a whole lot, so he's going to go play somewhere else. And so that's, that's what these kids see. And I'm just, you know, I'm just excited just to be here. Um, I can't thank the people in the community enough that have already reached out to me, that have extended welcomes to me, to my kids, to my wife. Um, It's a great community and a great group of people. And I look forward to learning and growing together. Uh, I look forward to seeing Rocket Arena, you know, uh, just packed. That's what I want to see at every Every night that we oh, play at Rocket Arena, I want it to be packed. Uh, Dennis Hodge had told me that chairbacks were already sold out, and I hope that's true, and I hope it has nothing to do with me. I hope it's all about these boys mm. and, and the product that they're going to put on the floor and the, or that I can say that we're going to put on the floor together. It's going to be a group of guys that are going to do it the right way. You know, uh, and we was talking about this, and, and we'll go ahead and we'll wrap this up because, I mean, we've, we've been going about an hour here. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, you could, know. we could. We could probably go for a lot longer. But I do – and I also I do have vacation Bible school at Fredonia <laughs> to get to here in a little while. So we do need to kind of wrap it up. But, again, Tom, I do appreciate you having me in here. Hey, um, and I appreciate you – I appreciate you coming in. And, I mean, one thing I'm going to say to the folks here in Crittenden County, I can remember a time – when you would come to the old gymnasium here and there was not an empty seat in the house. Mm. There was a butt for every seat and there was standing room only. And that's the way that we need to see Rocket Arena. I mean, if you look at Rocket Arena, this is one of the nicest facilities 
anywhere. It's built right. It's built perfect for watching a ball game the way it's set up. You know, you can walk around. You have a track around it. I don't know how many other high school gyms in the area have a track around the I don't know that any of them do. And I don't even, I think even though you can go all the way around at Central, I don't think they have a track up there. They don't. I mean, it's, my son actually made the comment when we walked in there for the first time. He he had never seen seen it. Um, he said, this looks like Hopkins Central's gym. Mm-hmm. He actually he called it the Storm Gym. He said, this looks like the Storm Gym. <laughs> you come in here, we, we don't bite. <laughs> and so it... <laughs> It's definitely one of the nicest. And I told Tamara, I said, I was a sophomore. So 04, 05 was the year that it opened. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking in there thinking, and of course, at the time, I remember thinking, I was like, that looks, this looks like a smaller version of Murray State's gym. Yes. That's what I saw. Yes. And I was like, this is, it's a little bit smaller, but it has the same type of, of build to it, especially on the sides. Now, you don't have the end zones, but the sides were very similar and the mm-hmm. way that the top section looked. Um, but it's, and I told my wife today after we left, I said, I saw it one way as a player and then as an opposing coach. But now knowing that I'm the head coach here at Crittenden County and I see, see it as my home gym now, mm-hmm. it, it has gotten that much more beautiful and I'm that much more proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I have connect, I've had connections when it comes to coaching for Crittenden County for a while now because my younger cousin, Bailey, is the volleyball coach down here. Yep. So, you know, I've been cheering her on. I've, I've been secretly cheering the Rockets on for a while now just, <laughs> just through her. Um, but it's, it is. It's one of the nicest facilities. And we were talking about this before we went on. I'd love to get a game in the old Rocket Gym. I would love to play Caldwell County or Livingston or somebody in the old Rocket Gym. I'd love to be able to do that. And I know that's something that Caldwell County would have to agree to. Or I'd love to play in Butler, get a game in there, or play in the old Fredonia Gym. Like a throwback game. Exactly. I mean, obviously with Fredonia, we would have to do some explaining because it's not a true 84-foot floor. It's one of those where you have that five-foot grace where you can still go back and still be considered in the front court. <laughs> um, but I think Christian Fellowships is that way, too, so it's not something that's just completely uncommon nowadays. But uh, that may be something that we have to talk about going forward. And it may not happen this year. It may be a plan going forward for the next year or the year after that. But uh, that, I will say that's one of the things that I absolutely loved when I walked into and was getting shown around uh, Racer uh, Rocket Arena was <laughs> I almost called it Racer Arena, but Rocket Arena was that um, that kind of multi-purpose room that they have in there with the veterans display. And uh, when Dennis, H- Dennis Hodge took me in there, it had a picture of every single school building that had ever been, or that they had a photo of for all one-room schools, everything that had ever been in Crittenden County. You know, and it's, it's like I said, it's a group of people that love their history, love who they are, support their athletes. And then as you walk into our locker room, this is something that not a lot of people see, but as you get ready to walk into our locker room, they have a picture of several years of the last, of past basketball teams. You know, so it's whether good years, bad years, it doesn't matter. You were a Crittenden County Rocket, and we're going to remember that. Now, obviously, they have a picture of the last district championship team, which was a few years ago. And we're looking to change that. We hope to change that real, real soon. You know, it would be really great to change it in 24. It'd be really great. Yeah, that, and it's not something that is impossible to do. 
Uh, and kind of like I've said, I've mentioned it several times on here already. With a player like Travis Champion leading the way, you can do it. Championships can be won. And, we're, and as a coaching staff, we're going to do everything we can to get the best out of him every night. And I don't think that's going to be a problem because that boy lives and breathes basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then getting that supporting cast around him to, to just continue to develop and to do what we need to do. Now, we may not hit our stride on night one against Livingston, uh, but it doesn't matter really. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. You know, I've, I've seen uh, – my. I used to go to the state tournament every year with my dad when I was growing up. And I cannot count the number of times that I would look at a, in the, the program that they would have. And I'd always look at, you know, who they are. I'd watch them warm up, look at their record, look at who they beat. I can't count the number of times I saw teams with losing records in the state tournaments because they got hot – at the right time, or they had all their players back, or they things just started clicking, you know, and that's and that may be what happens with us. I hope not. You know, I'd love to have a twenty win season. Yeah. I'd love to to win the second region all A and go to to Richmond. I'd love for the boys to know what it feels like to experience that success. But to me, a successful season and a <coughs> successful program is not necessarily what your win loss record is. It's did you impact the lives were lives changed and were the young men that came through your program made better there you go and i mean you know i'm gonna i'm gonna speak for the community here and just say matt welcome home i'm happy to be here and uh that'll do it for us here uh thank you guys for tuning in and uh and uh welcoming matt and being uh, uh very um very welcoming to him and um showing him and his family you know that they are welcome here in the community and folks we will be back before we go though before we go though real quick i I do just want to say before we do get off here um if i haven't had the chance to meet anyone or if i haven't if somebody hasn't you know reached out on social media or text message or whatever uh before the season starts and i'd I'd love to meet as many people in the community as i can um just so that you all would get to see my face, get to know me. I would get to know you. As I said, not only do I like to build relationships with with my boys that are a part of my program, I want to build relationships with parents. I want to build relationships with community members because ultimately those are the people that come and support you. And um, I I would love to be able to meet and greet as many people as possible. I know that Coach Hodge and uh, Coach Qualls and I are – uh, trying to come up with a date here in the next couple of days or a time for me to be able to have a meet and greet with the boys. Um, I haven't officially met all of them yet, but we are working on that. Uh, and again, I encourage anyone that would love to, once we get it announced, if anyone wants to come and, and, and meet me and hopefully my wife and my kids are going to be able to be there uh, because it's a family thing. They, they're they going to be there with me. The kids are going to be with me in the gym when practice is going on. Hopefully they, they won't be too big of a distraction, but <laughs> I think they'll be okay. But, um, you know, uh, my family has supported me in this in this journey looking and trying to for us to get back home and for me to have a head coaching job. And so uh, whenever we get the chance to have a meet and greet, I'd love to be able to meet as many people as possible. There you go. And, of course, uh, you know, as we talked about uh, prior to us coming on the air, too, uh, I definitely want to have you in here on the radio as often as possible absolutely you know we can um you know we can break down you know um uh, the week or or what have you you know and um and just talk about the season as it progresses talk about things that you see during the summertime 
the the chair is always open for you anytime you want to come over i appreciate you've the got my number and i mean you know uh, uh we know how to we know how to get in contact with each other we exactly talk back we do. Forth, so um but again but thank you again tom hey thank you and